night, everyone. Welcome back, Devil's Army Cast. After our uh, brief absence, when was the last time we dropped an episode? A little over a week, maybe. Or maybe Probably right before uh, free agency started. Yeah, so we're back. Don't worry. Um, you guys will be listening to this hopefully on Wednesday or yeah, Wednesday, October twenty-first. Man, this week's flying by. But um, episode twenty-two, James, and I'm with Chris, the duo, normal duos here. What's up? Uh, so jersey number 22, actually, a uh, brand new devil, Ryan Murray. That's going to be his new jersey number. So we'll go, I'll go with uh, Ryan Murray here for jersey number 22. I got Jordan 2 2 for number 22. <laughs> for some reason, I'm looking at the, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the, like, devil's jersey numbers 22 because I was curious. Not that I'm cheating or anything, but uh, we got. Jordan Tutu, Chris Barch, Eric Bolton, Brad Mills, Pierre-Luc LeBlanc, and Aaron Asham. All those tough guys were number 22. I, I don't know what it was, but I guess the tough guys like number 22. Yeah, it's a bruiser anyway. number. Um, so, Murray, number 22. Um, Andres Janssen, number 11. And Corey Crawford's going to stick with his number 50. The uh, Devils announced, I think that was like last week. So, you guys probably all saw that. But a little fun news there for you um quick rundown of what we'll be talking about this episode got some current news as always for agency recap um nhl wide kind of talk about where all the big guys went give our thoughts on some of the moves we'll give a recap of the devil specific moves um we'll do a devil's roster overview see where all these moves where their roster is currently sitting and we'll talk about a few de- uh, targets we want to see the devils possibly pursue going down the road so, um, besides some trades, there wasn't much going on in terms of news. We got a Nate Schmidt to Vancouver for only a third-round pick. Uh, I know, Chris, you're a big Nate Schmidt guy. Yeah, he's a really good defenseman, really solid top-four defenseman. His contract's a little scary, though. I said that a couple times. He's making, like, I didn't know. I think he's making, like, $6.5 for the next, like, four years. But um, also, Colorado just had himself a couple of days. They got Devin Pose from the Islanders, who's a restricted free agent. I think they already agreed to a contract. Could be wrong, though. They gave up two second round picks. Devin Pose is like, I, I was very surprised when I saw his statistics and stuff. He's like a really, really good top, borderline top pairing defenseman. I had no idea. And he's young. So Colorado yep. added that to our, their already loaded defensive core. They also made another move. They offloaded Nikita Zor- Zador- Jesus, Nikita Zadorov, who isn't terrible, but he's not the best defenseman. He's like defense only type of deal. Um, they also got Lindholm, or they also traded Lindholm over to the Chicago Blackhawks for Brandon Saad and Tom Gilbert. Brandon Saad's still a really solid middle six, top six guy. So they made out really well in that move as well. And the last move, um, not a Colorado-related move, is Paul Statsny went from the Jets or went from the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights to the Winnipeg Jets mm-hmm. for, I think his first name's Carl Ballstrom and a 2024th round pick. Uh, so this trade must have happened a little bit ago. Maybe we mentioned this one already. Yeah, I think it was part of anyway. making cap room for Petrangelo. Yeah, so we'll talk about that deal as well. That's the current news, like just – Generic trade-wise, per Pierre LeBron of The Athletic, he does good work for The Athletic. He actually wrote a big chunk on the Devils and Kyle Palmieri. Basically, 
summarizing what is going on there. From how he wrote it, he seems to think that Kyle Palmieri wants to sign a longer-term deal in New Jersey. They haven't had any type of meaningful discussions yet. That's going to be coming soon, though. Like They're going to check in with each other whether a deal gets done or whatever happens. They're at least going to touch base. It's good to hear that Palmieri seems like he wants to stay in Jersey. I mean, it makes sense. He's from Jersey. Um, it makes sense for the devil side, too. They need to keep a goal score around. They don't got many of those. And Paul yeah. Murray's exactly that. He's a great hockey player. So that's a little check in there on the Paul Murray situation. Trying to think if we got anything else. Oh, the thing that just came out today, teams that weren't involved in the return to play playoffs, they're getting, I believe, seven extra. Is there a day, day frame on or are they just they said they're getting extra time to start training? Before I think the they just said they're the going to get some extended uh uh, training camp uh, so they'll get a little bit of extra time probably report like a week early or something like that yeah so that's cool news um, just a little something there to mention that'll be a nice benefit for those teams that haven't played in seemingly forever mm-hmm. coming out today the Devils re-signed one of their restricted free agents forward Nick Merkley he got a one-year two-way contract um, I think it was like 8750k or 875k um, once this deal expires after this year, he'll be a restricted free agent once again, just kind of like your common restricted free agent deal. So they signed him, locked him down for this year. Excited to see what he could do. Uh, I, I don't know. He'll definitely be battling for a spot out of camp. If they don't resign, if they don't sign any more forwards in free agency, I think he has a really, really good shot at making the roster. We they have some yeah. holes in that bottom six. Yep. But we'll see about that. I don't think there's any more news I want to mention now. There might be something else that pops up later that kind of goes into the flow when we're talking about things. Chris, do you have anything off the top of your head that I missed or you want to mention that you've seen? Um, No, I mean, I think we're going to get into all the big free agency moves and stuff like that. But uh, Mm -hmm. aside from that, uh, nothing really. I think we touched upon the most important stuff. Alrighty, so we'll move on now to the free agency recap. I'm just going to run some names because I believe our last episode we recorded was before free agency happened. Yes. So that basically means we haven't talked about any of the news that happened. So this is going to be a time we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. We'll start from the top, basically going off our own top 20 NHL unrestricted free agent list we published. Alex Petrangelo went to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, this was a seven-year, $8.8 million a year contract. It's, it's crazy how the Golden Knights, I mean, you got to give them props for their general manager, how he's been maneuvering all these cap situations and everything. And he's had that team extremely competitive and a Stanley Cup contender each and every year. And that's not going to change no. anytime soon. Uh, Petrangelo is one of the top defensemen in the league. $8.8 million, that's in a different world. He'd probably get more than that. But his contract's backloaded, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's a really solid contract. I know it's seven years, but still, Petrangelo is playing at a level where he'll be elite for at least five of those seven, and it's not like he's going to be garbage for the last two. So that's a solid overall deal, in my opinion, for Petrangelo. <clears throat> so Taylor Hall, ex-Devil, went over to Buffalo, which was probably the most surprising deal, or yeah. one of the most surprising deals of free agency so far. <laughs> and we all called it. So we, we didn't see the term at first and like what the money situation was. All we saw was Taylor Hart of Buffalo and everyone's like, yeah, I'm, he's probably getting paid a ton. And he is, yeah. he's getting 8 million in that one year, which is crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, he, he's chasing the money, which is totally fine. Good for him. I think it's a, he, I, he's being real smart about it. He knows how the offseason is with the money not going to be what it normally is for these free agents. So he went to Buffalo. He got paid to a team that had the money. A lot of these contenders like Colorado, um, I think Vegas was mentioned. They just don't have the money to throw at him like that. So mm. the times is short term, big money contract. And I'll go get that longer term with a contender next year, I'm assuming. Yeah. Play on the wing with uh, Eichel, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, Buffalo is still not going to be all that great next year. <laughs> it is definitely a surprise. Out of all the teams yeah. he could have gone to, I was not expecting Buffalo to be the one that, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> we know exactly why he did it now, seeing the money and how the contract structured. So, next move, Tory Krug. This was signed pretty early on, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. Went to the St. Louis Blues. Alex mm. Petrangelo's replacement, I guess you could say. Krug is nowhere at defense from Petrangelo, but he's still a really solid defense in his own right. Got a mm-hmm. seven-year deal, $6.5 million here. So, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, St. Louis could have made, like, one trade and they would have had enough room to sign Petrangelo to what he got from Vegas or something real close. Because many yeah. people said that Petrangelo wanted to stay in St. Louis, and this Krug signing yep. kind of triggered the Petrangelo to Vegas type deal. So Yeah, I mean, they were going back and forth. Uh I think Petrangelo was basically between Vegas and St. Louis and St. Louis. I think it came out. Um, I don't know if it was the general manager who said it, but basically like, you know, we, we can't get caught not taking advantage of free agency, waiting for him to make a decision. And that's why they pulled the trigger on Krug to get him in there. You know, they didn't want to miss yeah. out on Krug or miss out on Petrangelo. And then because they, because they were waiting on him, miss out on Krug essentially, you know? So, Yep. So that happened, and another solid defenseman came off the market. Tyson Berry um, went to the Edmonton Oilers. Really nice contract here. It's only one year, but they're only paying him three point seven five million. Mm-hmm. And Tyson Berry is not as bad as all the Toronto media paints him out to be. He's actually a really solid defenseman. He, I wouldn't. He's solid he's, defense. Not really solid. He's, he's definitely he's more minded. offensive minded. Yeah. 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 His defensive. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. But he's a really solid offensive defenseman. So that's a solid move for Edmonton. Holtby, Mr. Braden Holtby, went to Vancouver. Um, I'm not a big Braden Holtby fan regardless, but I'm surprised that Vancouver only had to pay around 4.3 mil for him. I don't like the deal just because Braden Holtby's not all that great of a goaltender anymore. Um, that's a pretty big downgrade, in my opinion, from Jacob Markstrom, who signed in Calgary. I think they're getting him to be a mentor to Demko. I think they're going to try and see if Demko can take the reins and have it be like a, a split situation where Demko is the main guy and gets mentored a little bit by Holtby just from the playoff experience. Yeah, I guess. Because um, Demko went off in that series against him. Vegas. so Demko played well during the year, too. Um, they didn't need a Braden Holtby they should have went the like Anton Kadobin kind of route, like that yeah. kind of route, maybe even like the Corey Crawford route instead of a guy like Braden Holtby because Deme- uh, Demeco played so well. But I mean, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Marshall went surprised. to Calgary. 
Yeah, Markstrom went to Calgary, like I said. This contract's kind of wacky. Six years, six mil. Um, six years is a lot for a 30, 31-year-old netminder. We saw how it worked out with Corey Schneider. I know Markstrom's in a solid place right now, but I think this deal was a pretty big overpay and overterm. And too long of term, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Especially in the situation we're in where the cap's not going up for the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. TJ Brody went to Toronto. This is one of my most uh, more favorite deals of the offseason so far. Solid signing. They only they only got him for they only got him for I believe it was five million a year over four years, which is a really really solid contract. So that's a good move there by Toronto. Justin Schultz of the Edmonton Oilers for or the sorry. But Pittsburgh Penguins, he was the Oilers, right? That's where he started his career. Uh, he might have. Most recently, it was the Penguins, though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he started his career with the Oilers, moved to the Penguins, went to Washington. He is not that great of a defenseman <laughs> anymore. Uh, it's only a two-year deal, four mil. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk did a really good job resurrecting his career. This is a guy I wanted to double check in on. He got decently paid, too. He got almost $4 million over three years with the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going Craig out west. Smith. My beloved Craig Smith won the Boston Bruins three-year, $3.1 million contract. Good for Boston. They got a hell of a player at a really good term and contract. Another beloved player of mine, Mr. Rodko Gudis, went to Florida. And he's only getting paid $2.5 million over three years. I mean, that's a really, really good contract for him. Um, I was a big Gudis guy, and he didn't get paid all that much. I was a little disappointed when I saw his name go. Uh, Tyler Toffoli went to Montreal, four-year, $4.25 million deal. That's a solid deal there for Montreal. That's not yeah. that much for a guy like Toffoli. This is another crazy deal. Trevor Van Riemsdyk went to Washington only for one year. He's only going to make seven hundred fifty k. That's <laughs> I interesting. Mean, I feel like he's worth more that, than that. Hundred percent. It was definitely kind of like he wants to win, so he took the discount to play for Washington type deal. If yeah. he went to like a lower caliber team, he'd be getting a lot more money. Um, some other deals just worth mentioning. Jesper Foss went to Carolina. That's a guy. Um, the Devils, I thought, were possibly going to be on, especially with the Wendy Ruff connection. Thomas Grice went to Detroit. Vinny Henestrosa. Oh, man, where'd he go? Carolina? He signed. That was a guy that I really wanted the Devils to look into. He's one of those restricted free agents that didn't get tendered type deals. Um, but he got signed, and he went to the Florida Panthers. Another Panthers take another, another one of my guys. Troy Stetcher, bottom pairing guy, went to Detroit. John Merrill, he went to Detroit as well, correct? Yeah, Eiserman's doing a good job out there. And Corey Schneider went to the Islanders. Maybe he'll get his career turned around there. We will see. Yeah. Um, I believe that's like the major moves, unless I missed some. I don't think I did. Some guys that are still left on the market are Alex Gale Tanya, Corey uh, – no, not Corey Crawford. You know where Corey Crawford went. Eric Gustafson went to the Flyers. That's another move we didn't talk about. That was a funny deal because Eric Gustafson's like what Shingosphere is. And they were trying to move Shingosphere. Gustafson is really bad defensively and he's okay offensively. So that was a funny move to see the Flyers make. I guess that uh, was a move to try and cover Niskanen leaving. So. Yeah, but they're like two totally different defense, and Niskanen actually was okay in his own zone. Yeah. Gustafson is not. Um, Eric Hall is a free agent still. Uh, Mikael Granlin still a free agent. 
Sammy Votnin still a free agent. Uh, Mike Hoffman still a free agent. And that's a game, for some reason, the Devils keep on being associated with. Um, yeah, well, right we have the cash phase. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I just thought it was kind of funny that uh, he's keep seeing the Devils name associated with him. It sounds like he's going to get one of them one-year deals um, at, like, decent money. Just kind of go there, tear off, and get himself paid the next season when the cap, the market figures himself out. Hoffman, the issue with him is 5v5. I was talking to Alex, um, who we had on the podcast a couple times. His numbers just don't match up. It's weird. When you look at all of his course statistics and his expected goal statistics and all that fun stuff, it's really ugly 5v5. But there's certain like stats that are good. It's just weird. I mean, he scores goals. I wouldn't mind him in New Jersey. He'd be a solid addition to the top six. This is one of the few times where I don't totally agree with the analytics here. Uh, Robin Leonard signed. Evgeny Dadunov, this is another surprising deal. Went to Ottawa. Three years, I believe, $5 million, was it? It was a very cheap deal. It was a really, really solid deal for Ottawa. I'm not quite sure why Dadunov's... Ottawa's loading up, baby. Um, they, yeah, they're going to be really, really bad again. But again, <laughs> good move here. Um, you got to give them props for that move. Um, but yeah, those are really the only guys that are left on my top 20 list. We'll talk more about guys we want at Devils to specifically target at the bottom, so that'll just be more free agents out there. But, yeah, that's what the NHL-wide free agency looks like so far up to this point. Um, Chris, anything you want to add here? Any guys I missed you want to talk about? Um, n- not really any guys you missed, per se, but we, we did uh, forget one little, small, tiny piece of news um, from before. Uh, Doc Emmerich retired. Oh, yeah. We completely forgot to mention that, and I feel like we should be ashamed as Devils fans for not remembering to mention that, considering (laughs) most of his famous calls involve the Devils and, (laughs) you know, those glory years, so. Yeah, that came out probably Monday, was it? It was a day or two ago. Sunday? Yeah. um, Yeah, that's definitely sad to see. I mean, he's like all sports, NFL, NBA, MLB. He is the GOAT, not the GOAT, but he's yeah. one of the GOATs. Um, just terrific. The Henry Gatover call, like outside the Devils. I mean, he had so many great calls. Yeah. Um, so farewell to Doc. We all wish him the best in his retirement. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be keeping himself busy, but yeah. So now we'll do a little recap of the Devils-specific moves. We've kind of generated some articles on our page, kind of summarizing the moves a little bit. But we'll go in depth on it here so you guys can hear our beautiful voices talk about it. As we know, the first move the Devils made was the Ryan Murray trade. It's on the eve of free agency. Yes. We talked about that deal. That was actually the last podcast episode we filmed. That was what we started with. We, yep. We recorded the podcast the night it happened. Uh, me and Chris. Both Pretty sure it happened like 30 explained. minutes before we planned recording. Yeah, so it was perfect timing. Both Chris and I explained how much we like the deal and how Ryan Murray's going to come in and if he stays healthy, which is the biggest thing, serve as a solid defensive top four defenseman for the Devils. The next move the Devils made was bringing in veteran Corey Crawford. We have yet to talk about this news on the podcast, so now is the time we're going to do so. Mm-hmm. Corey Crawford was signed to a two-year, $3.9 million contract. He's going to serve as that 1A, 1B type with Mackenzie Blackwood. Corey Crawford, 
has had a terrific career. Um, I mean, you can make arguments for the guy to go in the Hall of Fame one day. He has how many cups? Three? Two or three? Uh, yeah, I want to say two because I think the first cup Chicago got, they had Niami between the pipes. So, yeah, he's had a terrific career. Save percentage going back, he's a career like 918 save percentage or something crazy like that. Then 917 last year in front of a just horrid Chicago Blackhawks defense. And he's been in the league for 13 years, and he hasn't had less than a 917 save percentage in three uh, more than three years. So, I mean, he's been perfect his whole career. Really, really good signing here by Fitz. They had to address their backup goaltending. I was getting a little worried because Crawford was like one of the last guys remaining on the market out of those like four or five really solid backup goaltender options. Yeah. But Fitz got it done, brought Crawford in New Jersey. Um, great deal. And I'm sure even if he's like, half what he was in Chicago, it'll still be a vast improvement on what the Devils usually have to deal with with their backup goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, with Crawford, you know, I – and I've talked to you about this, James, because you bring up the analytics. His his analytics are very good, his stats and everything and, and what the charts show. And I don't know if it's because of just how loaded Chicago was during their dynasty run, but I just never really saw him, you know – I never saw him as a horrible goaltender, but I never saw him as like elite, like best in the league kind of talent either. I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's good enough. He gets the job done. Like he stops the pucks. He should, you know, as long as Chicago plays a structured game in front of him, he's, he's fine. You know, that's just kind of how I always viewed him. Um, yeah, I never really paid attention to any of the analytics or anything like that until James kind of showed him to me after we signed him. Um, and I mean, if those analytics hold up, I'm, I'm ecstatic for it. I would love to have uh, Crawford prove me wrong. Um, you know, we, we swapped out one Corey for another Corey. Um, and he's looking forward to, worry, you know, Corey's battling a with a, the other Corey. <laughs> he's looking forward to bla- uh, uh, battling with Blackwood as well as being a potential mentor as well. I know he kind of addressed that on the uh, media call that he was a part of. So, yeah, um, just to touch a little bit more on Crawford here. So, his career save percentage is 918. Um, and I know you mentioned about how he was a beneficiary of that really solid defense when Brent Seabrook went in his prime. Uh, Duncan, Duncan Keith, Keith yeah. Had, Jalmerson. Uh, yeah, they had all those guys. Johnny Oduya. Former devil. Yeah, Johnny Oduya, devil legend. Um, after the past couple of years, we both can agree that Chicago has fallen really hard. And it's been more so because of how just horrific their defense had been. Yeah. Um, so you look at his last, we'll do last four years, save percentage, 918, 929, 908, 917. So his numbers are still good, even with the bad defense, which is really good to see. Um, the issue with Crawford, like Murray, is his injury history. Yeah, He's health. had issues with concussions. I, I believe it's just been mostly head shot. Uh, yeah, stop, I think it's right? mostly it, been concussions and stuff. vertigo too or something. Yeah, I, he he had concussion problems and stuff like that. Uh, that was really the only yeah. injuries he dealt with. So if he stays healthy, look for him to be a really solid addition to this Devil squad. <clears throat> so last move the Devils have made up to this point is they made another trade, which took a lot of people by shock. Um, a good shock, though. Andres Johansson. Johnson was brought in from the Toronto Maple Leafs. We sent uh, the Devils sent over Joey Anderson, one for one deal. 
Um, Joey Anderson, it was funny because like a day before this trade happened, I said in the chat we have for Devil's Army blog that I'm really excited to see how Joey Anderson does this year. He was really solid in small sample size. Yep. And of course, the next day gets traded. Um, really glad it was for Johnson. He is a very offensive, talented forward. He hasn't gotten to play a lot yet, but in that limited ice time, he's racked up just a ton of points. His points per 60 is higher than the likes of – it was even with Taylor Hall last year, and mm-hmm. it was – I forget the players it was more than, but I wrote an article on it, and it was very impressive. I want to say like guys like Tyler Sagan, it was more than. It just shows how much – scoring he does when he gets to play he'll be playing a lot more for the devils and probably in the top six role so expect this offensive production for him to skyrocket um like for example two years ago he had 43 points in 73 games and that was playing like 14 minutes a night so you give this kid like 16 17 minutes of ice time that point total is going to go into the 50s maybe touch the 60s if we get real lucky here who knows but either way Fitzy made another really solid deal, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I think the Andreas Janssen move definitely was a surprise. Um, sad to see Joey Anderson go. Uh, I, I, like you, James, I was very excited to see how he was going to play this upcoming season. Uh, AHL All-Stars do not grow on trees. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where I think with regards to what we gave up, it's more just sad seeing Joey leave because I think he was slowly becoming a fan favorite. Uh, watching him play and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's another great move, and I think a telling thing that we got from the Fitzgerald uh, media call about the trade um, was kind of that New Jersey and Toronto have been talking for a long time, just like New Jersey and Columbus have been talking for a long time. I mean, they he talked about you know how he was talking to Columbus about Murray since like last season, basically. Um, and it was a similar thing with Toronto where Fitz has been constantly in touch with Dubas because they've had a cap situation and they've, you know, they've had a number of guys who were basically on the block because of their contracts. So, uh, good to see Fitzgerald, you know, sticking with these, you know, these moves that he's been trying to make for a while and, uh, it's paying off. Um, I, I like, the return we got for, you know, what we gave up. Uh, and I agree. I think, uh, I think Johnson was definitely a player who, because of how loaded Toronto was up front, he really did not get as big of a spotlight as he probably will coming to New Jersey, playing more time. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, he'll definitely be playing a lot more in New Jersey and be serving in a much larger role. Just one more thing I want to mention here before we move on is the fact that, um, Joey Anderson, this me and Chris saying this deal is great for the Devils has nothing to do with Joey Anderson as a player. No. It's just more so the potential that Johnson brings and the fact that Johnson's more further along in his development. What Johnson's going to bring to the Devils is something that Joey Anderson wasn't going to be able to. Not because I, I don't think he'll ever get there as a player. He has the potential to, but Johnson's already more developed. And he also no matter which way you look at it, he has a lot more upside than Joey Anderson ever will. Yeah. Joey Anderson's going to be much more solid defensively than Johnson will in his career. But I mean, Johnson's offensive potential is just crazy. I think so. if you're a Leafs fan, this is like a perfect, 
you know, cap dump trade if you're not going to get like a top pick. Because uh, Joey Anderson's not like some throw in prospect or anything like that. Like he's he's a solid prospect who should stay in the NHL and he should contribute to that team, especially in terms of like their bottom six and stuff like that uh, going forward. I know they signed all these veterans, but for for Leafs fans, this is a, a good return, in my opinion, for, you know, having to shed some cap. You know, I, I think they got a solid player in return in Anderson. So, yeah. So that that move, and that's all the Devils have done so far. I mean, this all season's long from over, so I'm sure there'll be more moves. Yeah. But we're gonna kind of move into what the Devils' roster is looking like right now. So <clears throat> we'll lay this out, and Chris, you could barge in here whenever you'd like. I have this written in front of me, and I include this in an article I just wrote not too long ago about top remaining free unrestricted free agents the devil should target. And in this article, I laid out what the projected depth chart, in my opinion, for New Jersey looks like right now. Forward wise, um, first line for right now, I got Brat, Heesher, and Gusev. And second line, Johnson, Hughes, Palmieri. So that's how I have the double top six. I mean, you could interchange them, those two lines with play around, see who gels with what. But yeah. I feel like those, six forwards or what you're going to see the top six forwards be on opening night. Um, I don't think the Devils are going to make any moves to address that. Maybe this Mike Hoffman thing happens. I really doubt it, but if Hoffman comes in, then you put yeah. Hoffman up there and you can move Jester Brow out of the top six or Johnson out of the top six, which would be crazy if you have a guy like Brat or Johnson, your bottom six all of a sudden. I mean, that's, that's depth the Devils haven't had in years. But mm. for now, that's who I believe their top six is going to look like. The bottom six is where it gets more interesting. Uh, down the middle, you got Zay, Jack, and Zaka. That's set. The Devils don't need to address the center position. Mm-hmm. The right wing is interesting. I currently don't have any right wings listed on their, you could say, forward lines right now. I have two holes there, and those are the holes that I had even before the offseason started, if you guys remember us talking about you can maybe put like a Nick Merkley in there or something like that. But I feel like the Devils can do better in the free agent market. But at this point, it seems like we're going to get a Nick Merkley in there, which is totally fine. Um, yeah, he was, he was pretty solid the towards market. the end last year. He, you know, he had a decent stretch there. so <clears throat> He was indeed. And he was so, playing those kind of roles too, like bottom six, you know, when he was doing that. So Yeah, exactly. And he's playing with terrible line mates. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would still really want to see the Devils get at least one more depth forward here, though. They really do need at least one more on the right side specifically. We'll move the defensemen now. Uh, Ryan Murray, Damon Severson, Will Butcher, P.K. Subban look like what's going to be your top four. Ty Smith is definitely going to be on the Devils roster. I am 99.9% sure of it. Yep. Um, I have him penciled in at the bottom pairing right now. I mean, maybe I put Subban down there and you move Smith up just because Subban really struggled last year and you try to get him back on his role. And there's been rumors that people don't think when Smith comes in, he's going to have to be sheltered with bottom pair minutes. That's how mm. ready they think he is. I guess we'll see when that comes about. Yeah. So what's interesting with this is Ty Smith is a left-handed defenseman, but supposedly in juniors he's been playing the right side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Devils are going to want to do here, what side they're going to start him on. I think giving him, given that he's so young, they'll just keep him on the normal side, put him on the left side, given he's left-handed. But what do I mm-hmm. know? I'm not a hockey coach. So that's interesting to watch. But the Devils need, and this is their biggest need to address the rest of the offseason is to sign a bottom-pairing defenseman. They cannot 
play Connor Carrick on a nightly basis. They can't, they can't do it. It won't end good for them. Um, so Chris, I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, I think that the fact Ty Smith, we're looking at him in a third pairing role is great. Uh, how we addressed bringing in Ryan Murray. I think it's, I think it's important to start Smith in that third pairing role because yes, we know he's a phenom in the WHL, which is probably the toughest defensive league in juniors in Canada. Uh, and he's won the, you know, defenseman of the year award out there numerous times. Um, I'm sure I don't doubt that he probably is ready to play some big minutes in the NHL, but it's nice to have a way to kind of ease into that um, rather than, you know, taking a gamble on it. Cause no matter how ready you think a prospect is it's always going to be a gamble when you're first putting them out there in nhl contests and when it comes to whether it's the right or the left side i mean it 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 all basically comes down to breaking the puck out and and puck retrieval off the boards that's going to be the main thing with uh his handedness if he can do that efficiently and it doesn't cost the devils they'll probably keep him on the right side um whatever he's more efficient at doing that with um They'll probably put him on on that respective side just to keep his confidence up, keep him developing and stuff. Um, but that's that's mainly it. I mean, when you're playing defense, that's that's the main thing in terms of what hand your your stick is. Um, it's those things, puck retrieval and, and just you know breakouts out of the zone. So I think the Devils have some decent depth on defense for once. We do need to address that final bottom six spot, and I don't think that's a huge issue as of right now because it's a lot easier to find a bottom six – or excuse me, a, a bottom third pairing defenseman than it is to find a top pairing defenseman at this point in free agency or through trade. So I think the Devils are in a good spot, but I do agree with you. They, they need to find that third pairing full or third pairing defenseman. Gosh, I'm getting my words mixed up here. Third pairing defenseman to kind of go with Ty Smith. Yeah, hundred percent. They definitely need to address the bottom pair there. And their goalies are set. We got Mackenzie Blackwood and Corey Crawford, which I'm really excited for because that's a great duo there. So going back with what we just talked about, the Devils, in my opinion, definitely need a bottom pairing defenseman. Whether it's probably going to be a right-handed guy, I would assume they start Ty Smith on the left, but who knows? And I feel like they definitely do need at least one bottom or bottom six forward, preferably on the right side. But who knows? Yeah. We will see. So with that in mind, let's now take a look to what the devil, who the Devils could turn to to fill this role in terms of free agents still available. I actually wrote an article on this. Um, you could catch it on devilsarmoryblog.com. Maybe I'll repost it this week because we don't really have anything in the pipeline now to get posted like we have mm-hmm. in the past. So maybe I'll just throw it on there as an in case you missed it. But I'll run through some of these names that I have on here. Bode-wise, I have Dominic Cahoon. Dominic Cahoon's a guy we've talked Big about fan. a few times already. He was not tendered by the Buffalo Sabres for some reason. So he hit the open market. He's listed as a center, and I believe he is a left wing as well. I don't know if it's him or Josh Levo that could play on the right side, but it's one of them. But anyway, Dominic Cahoon is only excuse me, only 25 years old. So that fits the profile for Tom Fitzgerald there. He's also another one of these guys who is not getting a ton of playing time, but he's producing very well. In his most recent season, he played at a 45-point pace over an 82-game season. 
and that's only playing 13 minutes a night. Imagine if he plays well more than that. He was so great in Chicago for too. 60 was two and a half, and that ranked 78th in the NHL. This number was better than the likes of Gabriel Landeskog, Claude Giroux, and Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> so he really performed Sold. in his limited ice time. Um, he'd be a good addition to that bottom six, bring Dominic Cahoon to New Jersey. Hey, look, Buffalo a needed left- that money. They needed that cheddar to, to bring in some big fish, all right? They needed that cheddar. I, I don't know what the heck they were thinking not qualifying him. Maybe they bring him back now. I don't know. We'll see. Josh Levo is a guy, or Levio is another guy that I wrote about. He is, I believe, the guy that could play on the left or the right wing. So he could serve in that bottom pairing role or bottom six role. <laughs> I've had my eyes on Levo since the beginning of free agency. He's 27 years old. Yeah, he's a right-handed shot, but he plays on the left wing, so he can play on the right if need be, which is where the Devils need him. Um, he hasn't, like a lot of these guys I'm going to talk about, they haven't really gotten their shot yet to play on a nightly basis. The longest run Levo got was a 76-game season. And this was 2018-19. He registered 24 points, which isn't anything crazy. He did only play about 13 minutes a night, so keep that in mind there. Mm. This year, he was dealt to the – I believe he was dealt was he to in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. He was dealt to Vancouver from Toronto. Um, only played 20, 36 games and he had 19 points over an 82 game season. That's 43 points. And this 43 point pace is, would have been fourth on the Devils this year <laughs> behind Paul Maragusev this year. His fancy stats also check out real nice. He has a really nice underlying statistics, course he's expected goals. So this is another guy I would love the Devils to take a shot on in their bottom six. The yeah, Benson, for sure. I'll throw out to you real quick. Uh, Slater Cuckoo. We've talked about him many a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's still on the market. Um, Jan Ruta is on the market. He's another guy that hasn't played all that much recently, but he was probably one of the better defensemen on the Chicago Blackhawks the last year and a half or so, which is not saying a lot, but I mean, putting up good numbers in the defensive court like that's kind of hard. And the last guy, Tim Heed, is a guy that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Chris. He played for the Sharks most recently, and he's would be like a defensive defenseman type. His defensive underlying are really good. He's a right-handed guy, so it'd fit well. And he has crazy good, for whatever reason, exit and zone entry statistics. Uh, hmm. or zone yeah, that's your breakouts. De- yeah, breaking out of the defensive zone and defending entries into the defensive zone. He's really solid at so. He's you know, 88th percentile in exits and 79th percentile in entry defense. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy, someone I would like to double look at. Some other names that come to mind, Michael Froelich is kind of that depth guy that's always hanging around. He would yep. be a solid option, possibly. Uh, Mark Pice is still available. He's nothing special, but he's on the younger side. He's played big minutes in his career. He'd be a solid addition to the bottom pair. That's all the targets you have for me. Chris, did I don't you, know if there's uh, anyone I didn't mention that you would like to talk about. Did, did you mention Uyghur? I know stuff's kind of, last I heard, not been going well Shame in the negotiations me. between the Panthers and Uyghur. Shame on me. That should have been a current news type deal because Mackenzie Uyghur is a very good defenseman. Mm-hmm. That for whatever reason, the Florida Panthers are unwilling to sign <laughs> or work out a contract with. Um, I will maybe take it's because they brought in Judas. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's a man. If if Tom Fitzgerald swung Mackenzie Weger, 
and they had a defensive group of Ryan Murray, Damon Severson, Will Butcher, P.K. Subban, Ty Smith, and Mackenzie Weger. Oh, my. That would be like a very solid group. Oh, I my mean, goodness. Man. <laughs> So, I, I yeah, mean, McKenzie he's still he's still looking to dude. wheel and deal. Um, I think he's mentioned that you know he might do one more thing on the back end, and I think when it comes to the forwards, he's trying to let guys compete in camp. But yeah, that's I mean, exactly that's, that's the last I heard. Last I heard was things were not going well between Uyghur and Florida with the negotiations. You heard Fitz, correctly. Fitz, get on this. Get on this, Fitz. Get it done. Yeah, if he <laughs> signs or if he trades for Mackenzie Uyghur, I'll shut up for the rest of the off season. Um, that, <laughs> called a wrap if he does that but yeah Mackenzie <laughs> Weger's a great option there and that'd be via trade if the Devils pursued that so um, anything else Chris that you want to add in this section no that was the biggest one I think we didn't mention okay um, the stuff that I want to talk about tonight we got through already uh, I guess one more thing we could talk about before we log off for the night is Corey Pranum of The Athletic. He's the Athletic NHL's kind of prospect guy. He ranks organizations yeah. and such. He ranked the Devils. I, I forget what you call it. It was like young players, talent in the organization. The Devils were second in the NHL behind the New York Rangers. Um, he also rated the Devils prospects 1 through 16. I'll read some of these names for you. Jack Hughes, one. He still has Nico with the deer because he is a younger player at two. Alexander Holtz. Oh, my goodness. We're bad, Chris. We got to mention this, too. Alexander Holtz is absolutely lighting up the SHL. Yay. He scored another goal today. He has five goals in his first eight games this season or nine games. Um, let me pull up real quick so I'm not telling you guys lies. He's, he's so going to light he it up had, this year over there. He has five goals and two assists for seven points in his first nine SHL games this year. Yeah. Which is great. Point out with Brad and Lucas Raymond, just saying. He's, he's going to light it up over there. And uh, for any fans who don't know, um, he, he can't come over and play this year. It's nothing to do with, you know, whether the Devils want him to or not. It's some with the, his contract over there in Europe. He, he's just not available for another year. So he's eligible Correct. to be drafted, but not eligible to come over and play in the NHL. He's got one more year. He's got to finish over there. Yes. Um, I heard that he may be able to come for the end of the NHL season just because the way the SHL is playing now and the NHL yeah. hasn't started up yet. So that's mm. a possibility to look forward to, but we will see if that happens. So continuing on this list, Holtz is three, Ty Smith is four. Dawson Mercer, man. I love this kid. He's number five on this list. Yeah. Jesper Bratt is number six. So Pronham's valuing Mercer more than he is Bratt, which is saying a lot for Dawson Mercer as a prospect. It is. Nolan Foote, number seven. Thank you, Blake Coleman. Yep. Um, Kevin Ball, number eight. Mr. Shakir Mukahamadoulin, number nine. Tyce Thompson, 10. We got Jesper Boquist at 11. Michael McLeod sitting at 12. Yanni Kwokinen, 13. Riley Walsh, 14. Graham Clark, 15. And Yarmir Pitlick, number 16. So that's a little Devils prospect rankings from one that of the best That is such a good cupboard of prospects. Yeah, such my a good, friend. Number such two a in the cupboard. NHL. Oh, my goodness. the last time you could say that. It's been a it's been while, a while, man. It's been a while. Thank you, Ray Shiro slash Tom Fitzgerald for that. Yes. Guys still give Mr. Shiro credit. I know his tenure didn't end how we wanted it to end, but he did a great job as the general manager for the New Jersey Devils for yeah. those years. 
Yes, he did. He had nothing to work with. He had to build it all from scratch. So, thank you, Lou Lamorello, for that. Um, <laughs> so, I believe that's all I got, Chris. I don't know if there's anything else you would like to add. No, uh, I think we've covered most of the major things. Um, I think there's still moves to come. I mean, we we know certain teams are not done. We've heard, you know, Fitzgerald mentioned he's still going to be looking for deals, um, i.e. please bring in Uyghur. Um, We know that the Islanders are probably another team that's still going to make a move, whether they actually move Boychuk or not, because they got to pay, you know, Barzell and stuff like that. So there's still some moves we'll probably see this offseason, but uh, it's, it's just playing this dance and tightrope with the cap not going up over the next two years. Um, eventually we'll see Mike Hoffman get signed. So there's still more news to come uh, and we'll, we'll update you on that as it comes through. But this is uh, this is all the big stuff that's happened with free agency and the draft. I mean, now, now we just got to keep our ears peeled for when a potential start date is for the NHL. If they're going to keep it with new year's day, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. Yes, sir. There will certainly be more moves to be made. There's a ton of teams that still need the finagle with the cap. I think technically Vegas is still over right now. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they technically are still over. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's where we are at now. I don't think we got anything else to say. In terms of what's to come, we're kind of at that weird point in the offseason where there's not much going on, kind of like how we were when the playoffs were going on there for a little bit. Um, in terms of news and stuff, stuff will definitely pop up with the off season. But I mean, even in terms of content with the articles, we got some fun stuff coming your way. I think we're doing a little NHL 21 article comparing ratings to how we feel or how the person writing it feels the devil should be portrayed. A fun article like that. Yeah. But we'll keep churning out content for you guys. It might be more of a fun stuff, but we'll get stuff out for you guys. Yes. So. Yeah, we'll, we will try and keep it as entertaining, as fun as possible, even though these are sort of the slow months in terms of the hockey season. So, Indeed. But, Chris, any last words for episode 22? Uh, let's go Devils, baby. Let's go Devils. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, everyone. Stay safe out there. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.